Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to the Diet Riot Podcast with Alyssa Miller, Brooke Miller, both dietitians, both moms, both live in Colorado, both from the Midwest, both here recording this podcast. I always screw you in the last one. I really don't. I'm like, I know there's more. There's a million things that we could go on and on about. We could. But I forget. Those are the most important things (laughs) for the podcast. Those are the ones you guys care about. Hey guys, Brooke and Alyssa here, your favorite intuitive eating dietitians. Okay, side note, while writing the script out, autocorrect changed dietitians to Doritos, and I felt that in my soul. So from your favorite Doritos, we're here to announce something seriously amazing. We created a course, you guys, for you, for me, you might say, yes, for you, you listening right now. It's a 17-module self-guided course called Quit Dieting, A Diet Rider's Guide to Intuitive Eating, and we designed it to take around 10 weeks, but the timeline is up to you. This course takes our podcast to a brand new level. Like seriously, it goes in-depth, shares never-before-heard stories, goes deeper than you thought we could, and collects it all in one place from start to finish, teaching you practical ways to be an intuitive eater and leading you to a life of food freedom. Each module includes at least one audio file and several journal prompts that will help you work through the material. We have also included some actionable homework assignments to help you on your journey. The audio courses are so helpful, and as much as we enjoy hearing ourselves talk, I mean, we have a podcast for heaven's sake, we can't wait for you guys to do the work. This is where the change happens. Make sure to work the workbook and complete the homework. This will be the tangible and applicable ways to change your life. This course is a jumpstart. It's a great resource, an amazing invitation to living a life of food freedom alongside us. We're so excited to get it to you guys, and we're offering a special price for our very first course. Most courses out there are well over $100, if not several hundred dollars. But right now, we're offering a launch price of $59. Yep, $59, cheaper than your last DoorDash order. Also, please know this special launch price is only available for the first 30 people who snag this course. After that, we raise the price. You can find the link to our course in the show notes or on our Instagram page at diet.riot.podcast or by going to www.dietriotpodcast.teachable.com. We can't wait to hear how this course helps you, so please share your feedback with us. And if it helps you, we would also so, so appreciate you sharing it with friends or family or maybe even giving it as a gift. Okay, now on to the show. Um, yeah, and also, nope, I already forgot what I was going to say. I was going to say something at the top and totally forgot. Rate and review? Uh, yeah, but there was something else I wanted to say. <laughs> oh, I know what I was going to say. I hope Damn. I edit all okay. that out. Um, this is Alyssa. This is my voice. And this is Brooke. This is my voice. No, that's not <laughs> that's your not normal that. voice. That's her sexy voice. That's her come hither voice. <laughs> that's my sexy face. Hello. That's Chandler's sex face. <laughs> that's Chandler's sex face. Okay, again, that's Brooke. <laughs> I can't. I can't I be serious. The one who like laughs too much. Well, no, that's no, both of us. I, I wrote that in my Instagram post the other day. And I read it to my husband. I was like, right? And he was like, no. Well, it kind of describes Brooke too. And I was like, oh, damn it. You're I, right. I did read your post and think, 
eh, it's kind of both of us. I don't think that's really going to help people. It really doesn't. The biggest, no, I don't even know what the biggest difference is. You have one kid and I have two. <laughs> that's yeah. where we're at with our differences in our mm-hmm. lives. You live in Littleton and I don't. Oh, wait, should I not tell people where you live? Should I bleep that out? I live in Littleton. <gasps> You're going to get murdered. There's like 70,000 people here. I'm not that worried. That's Alyssa it? lives in Thornton. Yeah, I do. I mean, yes, I do. Uh, north. Up north. Okay, yeah. And at the top, we wanted to remind you, if you're a listener of this podcast, please subscribe and rate and review. It means so much to us and it helps boost, you know, this podcast up in the ranking. So when people are looking for podcasts, they find us instead of crappy diet culture podcasts. I was looking at like the top health and nutrition podcast Oof. and there were um, food psych was up there. Oh, awesome. Good. Yeah. Great. She was like number two, actually. Yeah, I bet. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys should check that podcast out. Nutrition. It's good. Oh, excuse me. Nutrition oh. Matters. Yeah. Um, Paige Smathers is up there too, which is Oh, awesome. good, good. So we got two. Yeah. And so there was a lot that were just like low carb, keto. keto. Yeah. And you know what? I used to be a listener of like the low carb podcast. Back, oh, really? Back in the day. Mm-hmm. Back in like the day of cereal. Because I listen yeah. to true crime podcasts always. Mm-hmm. I very rarely listen to ours. I re-listen to ours with Brittany because that one was so good. You really, you, Alyssa only wants to listen to murder stuff. I do. You know, it's very weird. You know what I listened to today? <laughs> reality Steve talking about say, The Bachelor. I was going to say probably something about reality TV. Yeah. Okay. This is a way that we differ. Yeah. I love true crime and you love true reality. reality. <laughs> true reality. Written, scripted, true reality. And that's true. That was in my bio. That's true. Not about The me, trashier, so. the better. Anyways. Love is Blind, The Bachelor. Not into Temptation it Island. Can't do it. Yes. I also like, let me clarify. If you and I were like living together, like in college, I probably totally would join in with you. But yeah, I would force like, you. <laughs> you wouldn't have a choice. And then I would put on my murder podcast. We'd have a real party. <laughs> um, my husband is like strictly no on that. And the only time we watch TV is at night together. So I, it would be very hard for me to keep up with like The Bachelor or something. Um, Jesse and I binge watched Love is Blind <laughs> together. And he was like... <laughs> He got so mad at me one day. He he texted me while I was working. He goes, I can't believe you watched the Love is Blind finale without me. And I was like, what are you talking about? I didn't watch I it. Did. Like, I'm working. And he was just like, oh, well, I just, I thought you like couldn't contain yourself and were That's watching it while you worked. And I'm like, no, definitely nope. didn't watch it today. Like That's so funny. No. Nope. So Josh I did wait just, for him. I don't know. We watched The Office. Yeah. Well, we do watch that. I don't know. I don't know. We just don't watch, but we do watch like intense shows, but not reality TV. He's so against it. He just, he can't, it can't capture him. But at the same time, the one season I did watch The Bachelorette, he got into it, man. Um, Jesse and I watched The Bachelor last night and then we binge watched Temptation Island recently. Yeah. We finished Love is Blind Temptation and he goes, Island. oh, it's the worst trashiest show ever. <laughs> like worse than Desperate House. No, no, no. Housewives of First Housewives. Like, What's that called? Like the Housewives of Orange County. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, No, called? Temptation Island is like the trashiest show ever, and it's so good. <laughs> is that the one where people from The Bachelor who were like kicked no, off? No, that's Bachelor to- in Paradise. That's gold. This is hilarious. You're schooling me right now. <laughs> you want to talk about true crime podcasts? I could tell you all my theories. Um, Anyways, so it's a big deal for me to go back and listen to a podcast, like a podcast we recorded again. Yeah. Because I listen to I it. I always do. I, I know, but I record it with you. Then I edit it. I couldn't say that the other day. Do 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 do. And then I, if I were to listen to it again, that's three times. I can't listen to myself three times in a row say the same stuff because a lot of times I hear myself say things I wish I didn't because we don't script this. We hardly take notes, as you might notice. <laughs> so it's just it's supposed to be like a candid conversation with dietitians. So it's just like 
I listen to it back and either I hear myself like stutter or say something dumb or mispronounce a word and then you cringe and then I cringe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't, it's funny because I don't really care what people think of me in general, like typically, but for some reason having it like memorialized in podcasting, which will never go away. Forever. (laughs) Forever. Forever. I think it's just like, no, thank you. I don't want to listen to that again. Do you even know what that's from? Alyssa doesn't like movies. Forever. Ugh. Oh my gosh. Oh, I don't know, but I've heard people say it a million times. Oh, is it Goonies? Gonna, no. Dang it. No. I'm sorry. I'm the so sorry, Sand everybody. Lot. Okay, get those two movies confused because I've never seen either They're one. They're not even remotely close. Uh, They have children in them. They're right? so good, though. They're both so good. I've never seen either one. I know. I'm oh, sorry. Gosh, I've also I'm never cute. seen E.T., Dumb and Dumber. Oh my gosh. You guys... We live in Colorado and you haven't seen Dumb and Dumber. I know. I feel like I know all the quotes, though. <laughs> like there's, I, just, I can't quote it so much that I've even quoted it before, but I've never seen it. I know. Okay. I just don't love movies. I know. 40 minutes in. Okay. So today, let's talk about cholesterol. We're t- <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about cholesterol, baby. That's not. That doesn't work. No. Too many syllables. Now. Today, we're talking about cholesterol. Let's get serious. Serious face. Whoosh. Okay, Alyssa, what's cholesterol? Hold on, let me pull up my phone and give you the exact (laughs) definition according to the interwebs. Okay, cholesterol is a waxy, fat-like substance that's found in all cells of your body. So, if you didn't know, it's basically fat. All right. Hey, Alyssa, do you think that that dietary cholesterol, um, eating dietary cholesterol, increases your blood cholesterol? Oh my gosh, totally. The more eggs you eat, the more cholesterol you have, right? Uh, no. False? That's false? false. We should do a quick true and, <laughs> true and false? Okay. We gotta, That's false. I gotta go to bed. That's true false. And, true and false? Is that right? Diet, dietary cholesterol does not cause your blood cholesterol to go higher. Which is something <laughs> that people have mistaken for years. People thought that eggs were like so detrimental to our health Forever. for so long. And now that people are like, eggs are awesome. You should keep eating eggs. Yep. And keep eating shrimp. Eat the yolk. Eat the yolk. Yeah. So basically, a lot of people thought the cholesterol in foods that we eat, mainly animal products, will increase your dietary cholesterol in your blood, which is just not how our metabolism works. And this is the problem with people who are uneducated in nutrition trying to give advice because they look at cholesterol in a steak and then they say, if you eat this, your cholesterol is going to go up by this amount. Not how it works, people. Cholesterol is basically like a transporter that is constantly moving in your blood, picking up and letting go and opening channels and closing channels and deriving hormones and doing so many tiny little metabolic systems. You should see your fingers right now. You should see my fingers. Um, And to think that it's just like black and white of like what you eat is what you get in your blood is such bad misinformation. It's not even funny. Mm -hmm. So how do we control our cholesterol or can we? Brooke? Well, first I want to talk about what is LDL cholesterol versus HDL. That's a great place to start. We'll start with that and then <laughs> Clearly we'll go we don't into that. script this at all. Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah. So LDL cholesterol, did you call that the lousy cholesterol? Lousy. Is that what you called it density. in college? Yeah, for sure. Happy okay. cholesterol and lousy. Yep. Yep. Okay. That's how we learned it. That's so how we learned need it. need a little trick. So LDL is lousy cholesterol, um, but it's really called low density lipoproteins. So they have found studies that if your LDL is very high, that you do have a higher risk of developing heart disease. Um, and then also you can break down LDL into like small, dense, large, 
like particles of the LDL. And so studies have also also found that small is the most dangerous. So if you have small particle LDL, that that is the more most dangerous and that's most likely to cause heart disease. But they don't test for that. So typically, unless like there's something yeah. outstanding, they're going to test you and they're going to give you a test result back with your HDL, your LDL, and then your total cholesterol is what they're going to show you. And usually a ratio, sometimes they'll say a ratio mm-hmm. too. Um, and then high density lipoprotein is your HDL. That's your happy cholesterol or your good cholesterol. So you really want to see this number pretty high. Um, and then it picks up excess cholesterol and then it brings it to the liver to digest or not digest. Let's, I guess transport. Yeah, I guess that works. Transport Um, and store. Yeah. I shouldn't have a glass of wine and then try to (laughs) talk about a glass glass of wine. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so yeah, we want, we want the HDL high and we want the LDL low. Mm -hmm. And this is like, when people get diagnosed with high cholesterol or um, or even not even diagnosed, but you just get your labs back and you see that your total cholesterol is high, the total cholesterol is basically a, a mathematical equation of what your total cholesterol is compared, like including your LDL and HDL total. So it's not saying if this number is high, that's automatically bad, but you need to break it down into how much HDL and LDL there is so that you can really get a good picture of what your blood work is showing. Yeah. I remember, um, we used to have to do our cholesterol for work and one time I did it and it said that my total cholesterol was high and it was like barely over 200. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's, it's high. What's going on? And I looked and my HDL was like absurdly Mm -hmm. high. Like I think my HDL was like 80. Like wow. it was like yeah. crazy. 60 is considered good, right? Yeah. I think. Well, 60. for women above um, 50 is considered good. Oh, Should have looked this up. Yeah. It was and, around there. <laughs> and mine was like abnormally high. Mm-hmm. And she eats bacon every morning, guys. I, do. I eat bacon and eggs every morning. Mm-hmm. I love avocados. Um, yeah. When I started actually. So I got my cholesterol tested when I was a vegetarian and I had high cholesterol. So I had my HDL was just like normal and my LDL was a little high. I'm like, what the heck? I'm a vegetarian. What's going on? So then I started eating eggs and bacon every day and avocado and just like started eating a lot of healthy fats and animal products. And I would still try to purchase like the good quality meats versus the really cheap meats. And then all of a sudden I got my cholesterol tested and my HDL went way up. And my LDL did lower and then everything was as recommended. So my LDL was, was lo- on the low end, which was great. My HDL was extremely high, which was awesome. But then it did push my um, total cholesterol to technically high over 200, but it was just because of my HDL. Yeah. And I should mention, there's also the VLDL, which is like the yes, very the, low density lipoproteins. Mm-hmm. And so basically with that one, that is also considered like a bad, it goes under the category of LDL and it's considered a bad one, but they all have purposes. So I, when we say bad, we don't mean like, oh, it's present and that means it's bad. It means that if, if you have too much of it, it likely means that other parts of your body aren't functioning correctly or you have too high of like triglycerides or something else. We're getting a little sciencey probably for this podcast where we typically try to stay. But um, these, these HDL, LDL, and VLDL all have different 
functions that they're basically transporters that move either cholesterol or triglycerides um, from one part of your body to another and then try to either get rid of certain waste products that you might have. Um, And if you have a high number of LDL or VLDL, a lot of times your body is creating these because something else is high in your body that needs to be excreted. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So it's usually some sort of signal to say, hey, something isn't working properly, which is why your body's over um, creating these LDL and VLDL products um, or particles. And so you want to tune into what the actual cause is or if your body's doing that and it's not even necessary. And the reason why VLDL and LDL when they're high is a problem is because they tend to bind to other things in your blood to cause plaque. And that plaque builds up and causes what's called atherosclerosis, if I can say that correctly, (laughs) after no wine that I've had. And um, basically it stiffens your arteries and creates um, a scenario where breakage can happen or buildup on the side of your arteries can happen which then, as we all know, can lead to stroke or heart disease or any of those sorts of fun things. So that's why we want to keep those numbers low and the HDL high. I I hope that was basic enough to follow. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think it was. And, you know, we do absorb some amounts of cholesterol from food, but it's such a minute amount that it's it's not significant. Um, and then again, like we said earlier in the podcast, cholesterol is naturally occurring. Um, but we do need to have cholesterol in our body for a variety of reasons. And the main things are to help produce vitamin D and produce different types of hormones. So we don't want to get our cholesterol to zero. I mean, it's impossible, but that's not our goal. You're looking for a good ratio, you know, that high HDL, low LDL. And that the reason why, you know, these, particles or the cholesterol molecules are needed are because they are built out of fat and protein. So they're good transporters. So when they when we talk about like vitamin D or moving cholesterol around or moving triglycerides, the fat moves through the blood um, better than our proteins do or things that can get caught up and stuck on the side and cause plaque or block certain metabolic reactions or things like that. So the cholesterol is needed in order to be those transporters and be those like ignitions. I gotta, I gotta go take a nap, you guys. <laughs> um, they need to ignite any metabolic processes, especially around hormones. And hormones only work if we have ample amount of fat in our body. Like if you've gone on a no-fat diet or low-fat diet, a lot of times it messes with your hormones, like ridiculously, because like, you'll, you'll start noticing that you're losing hair or you're getting super greasy where you're normally not greasy or your skin is drying out all because you don't have enough fat in your diet, that's because it's not allowing those natural processes in your body to create and release the right amount of hormones at the right time. And all of that, well, not all of it, but a lot of it is because of the cholesterol. So yeah, a lot of people used to attribute bad cholesterol to your diet when, like Brooke said, it's actually a pretty small amount that's attributed to your diet. But as long as you have high HDL, which is actually the transporter for cholesterol, then you can move that cholesterol that you get through your diet out into the liver to expel it. Yep. And then, so what causes high cholesterol? So we'll kind of go into some things that can cause high cholesterol. So number one, smoking. Mm -hmm. So if you are smoking cigarettes, you're using tobacco products, definitely try to quit. That would be the first recommendation Mm -hmm. for anybody who's smoking. That sucks. I don't even know. (laughs) Like literally I've never had to quit smoking. So I can't imagine it's easy, but 
no you gotta do it it's not easy but it's so so important like I just lost an uncle a few years ago from lung cancer Mm -hmm. and he got diagnosed after he um had quit smoking that sucks Mm -hmm. that sucks so bad because it's like he you quit. think, yeah, you think that you're out of the woods, but it can still come and hurt you later. But guys, the studies are so clear about smoking and long-term health effects and risk of stroke and all the things. So smoking not only lowers your HDL, but also increases your LDL. So mm-hmm. you need to quit, 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 quit. So that's, and that's something that's you have one. control over. Because mm-hmm. as you'll see, as we go through these lists, there's not a lot you can necessarily control about your cholesterol. So mm-hmm. a lot of it is can, genetic. Yeah. Unfortunately, spoiler alert, (laughs) spoiler alert. Some of it's genetic. Um, number two, a sedentary lifestyle. So Mm -hmm. somebody who is constantly sitting at a desk and like, we get it. We've definitely like, I currently have a kind of a desk job at home. Um, it, it is important to take breaks and walk. Um, I'm fortunate enough to work at home. So I walk the dog on my lunch breaks or on my 15 minute breaks. And so just getting that time, up and moving and out of your desk is so important. When Alyssa and I used to be in the office on our lunch breaks, we would all walk outside as a group. And I just felt like that really like re-energized us for the day, made us feel better. Um, It helped after you eat to get out of that like afternoon slump where you just want to crawl into a ball and nap. Um, But it also helps with your cholesterol. So just getting up and moving. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, huge. Finding something you like. Finding something you... We have so many episodes about how to find an exercise that works for you and that you like, Um, but just movement. You know, you don't have to call it exercise. It doesn't have to be regimented. It doesn't have to be the same every day, but finding ways that you can move your body and be active or, you know, hopefully you have a job that enables you to do that. I'm a stay-at-home mom, so some days I move a lot and other days I'm just plopped on the couch. (laughs) So you have to be a little bit intentional. Um, I saw this meme the other day that was like, being a parent means just wondering when the next time you can lay down is all the time. It's never. <laughs> it's so true. It's like I sit down at the dinner table and then Aiden's like, can I have water? Can I have this? Can you put more butter on here? Can you go grab this? And I'm like, why don't they have You're a waitress fridge? basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why don't they have the fridge right next to the freaking table? Like I need it to be within arm's reach because he's always asking for stuff. But I, anyways. I, I, took a, I took a nap the other day on my lunch break. I mm-hmm. like literally, I lay down, I set my alarm. I was like, 30 minutes, I'm going to get a nap. And twice my work phone rang and I was like, Ugh. I'm off the clock. Don't <laughs> Let me nap. Me, you got to silence it, man. I, well, I, I didn't even think, it. I just forgot. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I'm on the couch. I'm not like going to get up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I woke up and I didn't have a very Was it the same nap. person and were they asking for a refill? It was literally <laughs> a butt dial. They left me two voicemails, <gasps> no. you guys. And it was like. It was like background sure. noise. And I was like, you weren't even intending to call me. On my oh nap. my gosh. We, I used to take naps on our lunch all the time because I, I was pregnant. I love taking, yeah. b- taking baths. When I had morning oh. sickness, I would take baths on my lunch. I never did that. Oh, I did so shower good. sometimes, but never take a bath. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So the other things, and we kind of already touched on this, that can affect your cholesterol is your age, your genetics, your race. Sorry guys. So yeah, a lot of things you can't necessarily change. Sorry, it kind of stinks. But um, if you do have high cholesterol in your family, you want to make sure that you're getting it checked. Mm-hmm. Check with your doctor, let them know that it runs in your family so that they can check out for it because it it really is stuff that you necessarily don't have as much control over as we would love to tell you you could, but mm-hmm. it's not that easy. Another big one is stress. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably, yes. besides smoking, it's probably the second biggest one. 
Um, so just finding ways to de-stress your body, whether that's yoga, a massage, a bath, a walk, calling a friend, cuddling a puppy, getting a hug, reading a book, listening to music, having brunch with your girlfriends, like just anything that de-stresses you is so important. And if you have a job that is chronically stressing you out, Mm -hmm. like chronically, then you really should be considering looking for a different job because it's not worth your health. Guys, it's it's not not worth the health. It's not worth a heart attack. No, no, it's not. So I think stress is just, it's such a big factor in your health. And I just don't think that people like fully understand what it can do and like how it is tied to high cholesterol and high blood pressure and Mm -hmm. heart attacks and heart disease. And like stress is such a huge factor. Yeah. Anytime we're putting the body through stress, our body's going to respond in a way that they feel like it's going to help. And (laughs) our bodies are very smart. You guys, we need to trust our bodies and, and know that they can take care of themselves. But when we're constantly putting chronic stress on that, of course, they're going to try to figure out, a, figure out a way to expel it and they're going to pull out all the stops. And sometimes that means raising our cholesterol or raising our blood sh- blood pressure. And that's in response to the stress that we're putting on it, trying to keep it at homeostasis is what our body is always trying to do. So please work on that stress relief. And it takes time to learn what works for you as far as stress relief goes. So those, that's kind of nice. That's something you can kind of control, you know, mm-hmm. within reason. Um, obviously, if you're, if you feel like you're putting stress on yourself more than you should for your job, or you have anxiety or something, go talk to your doctor. So um, the thing, so what do you do when you're, let's say you get your cholesterol back and it's high? What can you do? Uh, well, the first few things I would recommend. So if you're a smoker, 100%, you mm-hmm. need to focus focus on quitting that needs to literally be like your prerogative in life. Um, so that'd be the first thing. Second thing is really analyzing how much you're moving throughout the day. Mm -hmm. So not that you need to like get a fitness tracker and, and track that, but just finding ways throughout the day that you can be more active and that, that just is something fun that you enjoy. So whether that's taking a walk on your lunch, whether that's running around with your kids, walking to the park with your kids, walking the dog, um, I mean, yesterday my kid was sick, so I laid him on the floor and I did restore yoga next to him for 20 minutes. I mean, Mm -hmm. even moving for 20 minutes is so, so, so important. Um, So I think that those would be kind of the first two things where I would start, which again, they're not really diet related. Um, So movement and then de-stressing. So finding ways that you can cope with your stress. If you have a really, really stressful job, maybe looking at other options. Mm -hmm. Um, There are stressors in our life that we can't control. And hey, I've been there like 2020 has not been an easy year by any means. Um, For anybody in the world, I would say at this point. (laughs) I mean, coronavirus is just... It's taking our vacations, man. Mm-hmm. We've tried to go on two vacations Ugh, in yeah. the last two months and it's just not, how, it's not working. And I saw this um, tweet the other day and <laughs> I don't know, it's like this hilarious dad who tweets like the best dad jokes ever. And he literally was like, LOL, remember when we all thought 2020 was going to be the best year ever? <laughs> never. <laughs> I never once. It's been the worst. It's been the worst. It's been the worst for 90% of the population, I bet. So. It's been so bad. It's so, so bad. It's been yeah. so bad. And I just, we have zero control. I mean, everything that's happened to our family has been out of your control. N- uh, totally out of our control. Yeah. So take what you can control 
and try to change it, try to work on it. And because we are intuitive eating dietitians, um, something to be noted is you don't know what your cholesterol is just by feeling. Like you can't be like, I can tell my cholesterol is high. Is it Dwight? Does he raise his blood cholesterol and then lower it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pressure. <laughs> oh, it's so hilarious. I think it's blood cholesterol. We, we should find that meme and put it on. Oh, it's hilarious. He's like, I can raise and lower my blood <laughs> cholesterol at will or whatever. And she's oh, like, Dwight. why would you raise your cholesterol? So, and he's like, so I can lower, lower it. it. So I can lower it. <laughs> um, so you guys, these things are not something you can feel or tell that's changing in your blood. So you need to get tested if you're concerned about it. Um, it it's well, you should be tested like yearly for a physical anyway. Yeah. It's just part of your normal, like basic blood plan, blood panel. So, um, but especially if you have it in your family, you should be tested probably every year. Um, I think the technical recommendations is every five years. If you're under 30, well. it says, Oh, for people who are under the age of 20, every five years. So every one so to two probably years. Probably none of you guys. Yeah, exactly. Are you guys under 20 years old? If you are, what are you doing here? Like what's happening in your <laughs> life? Um, men ages 45 to 65 and women ages 55 to 65 should have it tested every one to two years. So I mean, you know, I don't know. It's part of your blood panel. Yeah. During your physical, I think get it checked out. And again, this is important too, is pay attention to the trend because um, I think I did a research paper on this a while ago, but your blood cholesterol can change. So Mm -hmm. if you get tested in the middle of like a stressful situation or right after, like maybe you have some sort of um, like disease or autoimmune disorder or something like that, and you get tested in the middle of a flare up, it's going to be vastly different than in a normal part of your life, you know, average day. So if you are concerned about it and your doctor's concerned before you go on medication, it might make sense to get a few tests done to see the trend. Obviously, consult with your doctor. Brooke and I are not doctors at all, um, but it, it's important to pay attention to that trend. There are absolutely medications to go on, and if you have chronic high blood um, cholesterol, absolutely, I think it's worth getting on a medication if that's where your doctor's pushing you. Um, but I think that there is like lifestyle changes that you can try first yes. before resorting to the medication. So and I think I th- most doctors try to ye- do that first. I would. It's I a would statin. It's not. It's like a big deal to get on this medication. So. Try the lifestyle factors mm-hmm. first, but if it's not affecting you and you, and again, go back to that trend, is it getting worse? Is it getting better? Because if it's getting better, your HDL is going up and your LDL is going down, but your total staying the same, you want to look fine. into those. Yeah. yeah. So talk that through with your doctor, work it out with them, figure out a plan, um, follow some of these steps. And I think, you know, there's, there's things that we can control, mm-hmm. but if Do you're you think- just genetically high cholesterol you might have to go on medication. Well, and you, and you still should try all of these things totally. regardless yeah. and, you know, making these part of your lifestyle. So movement and de-stressing, mm-hmm. like we should all be striving for this mm-hmm. regardless of our cholesterol. Um, are there any supplements that you found that you're like, yeah, these are supplements I would recommend. So the ones that I kind of stumbled upon and ones that I would recommend for most people anyway, would be like DHA or fish oil. Oh yeah. Yeah, so for sure. Doing doing that um, flaxseed, trying mm-hmm. to get flaxseed in your diet, and then of course, what I would recommend for just most people is like a multivitamin. Or if you're pregnant, if you're breastfeeding, if you're possibly pregnant, definitely be on a prenatal. Um, and then vitamin D is also important too. Yeah, um, check to see if you're deficient in vitamin D. It's not something doctors always check for, but most of us are. Most deficient. of us are. And we live in Colorado, which I'm sorry, Florida, but we are the freaking sunshine state. Okay, we are. We just are. Florida. I was in a in tank Florida. top yeah. walking 
getting a little sure. get a little tan this weekend get even with f- 50 sunscreen um so yeah i mean definitely get tested to see where your levels are at of vitamins and minerals and talk with your doctor or, di- or dietitian if you need a supplement but i think those are great definitely the dha omega-3s are so important and that's for our blood health just in general um and keeping inflammation low which like we talked about earlier, um, your high cholesterol can cause that stiffness in our arteries, which also leads to inflammation. Yeah. And then some foods that I found um, are just, again, foods that we'd recommend to everybody. Mm-hmm. Avocados, nuts, seeds, fruits, vegetables, eggs, fish, just Probably foods like with fiber. Diet. Mediterranean Essentially, diet? Essentially, yeah. yeah. So yeah. go back. We have an episode all about the Mediterranean diet. Super helpful for anybody. Um, that's the only diet that we didn't totally bash and take. Yeah. I actually don't really think we had anything negative to say about it. No, it was just if people took it to an extreme and decided to make it, you know, restrictive, which that's on you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) That's like a generally. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, definitely like those healthy fats, get those in there, you know, the anti-inflammatory kind of stuff. And you can still be, um, intuitive about it. You don't have to make these into rules or make the, like um, strict guidelines of what you can and can't have because of your cholesterol, be intuitive because most of these food choices typically for a normal, typical person is going to feel good for your body in general anyways. So Mm -hmm. tune into that, really listen and lean into what does feel good for you and then see where those labs go from there. Um, If you're eating foods that are very, you know, causing you diarrhea and stomach pain and cramping and acid reflux, that's going to show up in your blood work as stress, Mm -hmm. which as we just talked about, can, um, not lower, increase your cholesterol. <laughs> you know, what's funny is like, if somebody came to me and said, I have high cholesterol or somebody came to me and says, I like, I have pre-diabetes or I have diabetes or somebody came to me and said, I just have an unhealthy relationship with food. Like I would treat them all essentially the same. Yes. Like the foods I would recommend for somebody with high cholesterol or diabetes or none of those things, like I would still promote fruits vegetables, nuts, seeds, oils, healthy fats, like all of these, these things are, we're not going to be perfect in eating these, but these are foods that we should try to include in our diet most days. Yeah. Get curious with some of these foods, you guys, it doesn't have to be a rule. If you hate fish, you don't have to eat fish, but get curious with some of these foods that we have mentioned in the Mediterranean diet and see how your body responds. Really tune into that and be honest with yourself. Don't go into it being like, well, I hate blah, blah, blah. And then try it. And you're like, see, I told you I hate it. Get curious with it. Open your mind up to it. Try cooking it a few different ways. Try implementing it a few different times, you know, not just once and then write it off. Get curious with it. Really pay attention to how your body responds. Dig a little deeper than just your like initial guttural response to foods or ideas. And I really do think, just like you said, even for people in chronic illness states, a lot of the times the recommendations stay the same. Um, actually, not to just keep plugging episodes we've already done, but we did a really cool Q and A with um, Tanya Shaw, oh, yeah, and we talked, yeah, and we talked about specifically what do you do when someone has a chronic illness and how do you handle um, telling them to be intuitive eaters, and it was a really good little snippet there. So I'll maybe I'll link that below for you guys to go check out that episode because it was really good. That was a good one. Yeah, and I think just you know having stress and anxiety over food. That can lead to inflammation in our bodies and stress in our bodies. So just like going on the intuitive eating journey in general is going to help your cholesterol because the less stress and anxiety you have around food and your body and your relationship with food, that's going to help you. 
yes, 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 yes. Preach. Alyssa just did like the little <laughs> rock, the rocker like thing with her tongue out. A really good <laughs> rock star over here. Um, oh. No, absolutely. I love that you brought that up. I didn't even think of that. But definitely if, if for a lot of people that are caught up in diet culture and caught up in food rules, that is stress, you guys, every day, all day. Like we're eating all day. For most of us, we're eating three meals a day. Some of us are eating six small meals a day or whatever. You're eating a lot. So to have stress around food, that's pretty constant. I don't know what else Mm -hmm. out there that you're thinking of that often. It's so much. So if you have those disordered patterns with food, that's constant stress you're adding on your body um, just all the time. And you may have been living with it for so long, you don't even know. So, mm-hmm. and even people who like are over exercising. So yes, like to get on the totally. intuitive eating train, it's like if somebody hates running and it's, it's not good for their specific body to be running and they're like, well, I'm training for a half marathon and I don't care mm-hmm. that I'm in pain and physically hurt and stressing out my knees and my joints. It's like that actually could be causing more stress and yes. cortisol and changing the hormones in your body. And so if you're creating stress mm-hmm. in your body, like that's also not helping your cholesterol. So finding those things that are stressing you out mentally or physically. Yeah, I think this is actually kind of a funny side note about kind of a similar idea, but I was going through, I was going to acupuncture. Did I tell you that? I was Mm -hmm. doing acupuncture for a while. So I was doing it while we were trying to get pregnant and I was trying acupuncture and I loved it. I really, really liked it. Um, Thought it was really interesting. Loved chatting with them about nutrition and herbs and supplements and all this stuff. But I found myself getting really anxious about it I don't have a fear of needles and especially not those needles because they're literally like a hair. Like mm-hmm. they're so freaking tiny. But I was getting anxious about it because of a few reasons. The location was difficult to get to. I was working full time at the time and I had to take flex time every time I went, oh, yeah. which is fine and very what a luxury to have flex time. Of course, the appointments that I had were um, an hour and a half long. They were so long. So by the time I got there, got situated, they did a whole assessment, then they put the needles in, and then I just sit there in like a cold room, which I wish that they would heat, but a cold room for like an hour and a half with these needles poking out of me. Then they would come in and take them out, and then I would have to drive home. It would be like a two and a half hour ordeal total. And that was stressing me out more than the acupuncture was relaxing me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cause you're like, this is so much of my day. Yes. Now I have to get so much more stuff done. Like totally. had it been like an hour massage where, mm-hmm. I mean, amen. I could right. get an hour massage. Every, I will make time yes. for an hour massage every day. Right. So then the, you have to look at the cost benefit. So the benefit of acupuncture wasn't keeping my stress as low as it should, especially during that time of like trying to conceive, you want to keep your stress low. And I, I finally sat myself down, like, is this worth it? Like, is this worth the hassle of trying to get there, the hassle of trying to park, sitting there for in a cold room for this long. Like it just was a lot on me and I gave it up. And not to say this matters, but the next month we got pregnant. So I'm just mm-hmm. saying, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just all about you and you need to tune into what's actually stressing you out and letting go of it. Cause sometimes mm-hmm. stress can come from like a weird place and you don't even know it. You know, maybe mm-hmm. it's a conversation you need to have, or, you know, maybe you need to download our course that we're logging, lo- linking below for you. And actually um, going through the hard work of getting those negative food thoughts out of your brain. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think our course actually, you know, even though it's, we don't intentionally talk about specific things like you have high cholesterol, this is how we treat it. You have Mm -hmm. diabetes, this is how we treat it. In general, the course is just for anybody who is not perfect yet at intuitive eating, which AKA is us too. Mm -hmm. None of us are perfect. We all have so much to learn on this journey. And so it's really just for anybody who has any stress or any anxiety around food or 
has an unhealthy relationship with exercise or just feels so lost about what to eat, doesn't know what to cook, would rather just eat at fast food every day because that they believe that it's the easy, easiest thing to do for their family. There's just, there's so many th- reasons why you would benefit from having a course about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I didn't mean to turn that into a plug, but it is like, it's important to know that there are tools and resources out there mm-hmm. for you to find and find what your trigger is and then release it. You know, mm-hmm. like if you are getting stressed because you're not getting enough sleep, which also can cause huge amounts of stress oh gosh, in your yes. life. Um, there are people out there that can help you fall asleep faster or easier or stay asleep. There's melatonin that you could take, or there's podcasts out there you can listen to that help you sleep. Like there's, there's so literally like meditation apps that yes, you can do. Yeah. For real. So guys, you have the power to change what is stressing you out in your life. And yeah, I think that's ever. Do we cover everything? Yeah. And I think just asking for help too. When you're struggling with something, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to say that you're really stressed out or burnt Mm -hmm. out. Like so many, especially moms, we just go, 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 go. And then we hit a point where we just crash and burn out and let's try to prevent us from getting to that point. Yes, exactly. More slow and steady than like these huge highs and huge lows. So Um, anyways, yeah, check the link below to our course. Um, but definitely, you know, rate and review the podcast, share with all your friends. Uh, thanks for tuning in you guys. And okay. And we're also going to read a few reviews, you guys. Um, thank you so much for leaving those. We so, so appreciate it. It means so much to us. Literally they've made me cry before. (laughs) So thank you guys. Um, it means so much because this is why we do it. Yeah. So this one is all topics engaging by Laura. As someone who never thinks too much about eating, I wasn't sure how informative the podcast would actually be. After a few episodes, I was hooked. Even if the topics don't pertain to you, they're all still interesting and educational. Uh, Thank you for that. All right. And the next one is from Jess and it says, great podcast, five stars. I didn't know anything about intuitive eating until I listened to Brooke and Alyssa's podcast. They keep conversation light and fun while touching on important topics. Thanks for the good info. Thanks so much, Jess. This is awesome. Thank you guys so much for your reviews. They they really do mean a lot and keep us going too, you know? I mean, it gets me excited when I see a new review. I get all like pumped up when we text each other and we're like, Someone somebody's <laughs> listening. Like Somebody we, loves us. We have people that actually listen and tune in. I know. It's like, it's such a funny dynamic because we record just alone, just the two of us like yeah. super isolated. And then it's forever, like we talked about, it's forever on the interwebs and we put it out there. And people are listening and sharing and reviewing. We have people from like Nigeria. Nigeria, Nigeria, what up? We actually, did you see that we almost broke 100, the top 100 nutrition podcasts in USA? Well, we were at 1.46. Dang it. (laughs) Forget it. Forget it. Um, We were at 46. We are not currently at 46. I um I rarely look at the numbers because they kind of like stress me out. It overwhelms me, first of all, to think of like a pool of that many people listening to me talk. I like love public speaking, but something about the fact that there's that many people listening to us and I don't even know them and can't look at their faces. Please is, don't like, judge crazy. us. <laughs> it's bad. We just picture them naked, right? Yeah, we totally <laughs> do. That's all we do. Beforehand, we pump each other up. They're just naked. It's fine. Ugh, this is taking a weird turn. But... Yeah, I wanted to remind our us and ourselves that they're not judging us because we got a review that called us inoffensive and open-minded. So shout out again to that one. <laughs> That's from Natten Bird. I don't know if I'm saying. I that think R D right. is Natten. at the end. I think I think <gasps> she's an right. R D. Natten. 
I think we have a lot of dietitians and dietitians to be listening, which is very exciting. That's awesome. That's really exciting. Like, I think that's really cool that we can have like an effect on current dietitians going through this process and hopefully going out there into the world and using our podcast as like a stepping stone and being weight inclusive. And well, the cool thing is, I mean, when we were in college and in our internships, like we didn't learn this in college guys. That's why it's, that's why this journey is like taking us seven years. Mm-hmm. This we didn't learn this in college, right? So, I think it's really cool to have dietitians who are in school right now, or even fresh out of school, listening and learning. Or you're like us, and like really like four or five years into being a dietitian, you like really, really start to grip what intuitive eating and health at every size means, and you're really starting to believe it. And and how to apply that to different disease states like high mm-hmm. cholesterol or diabetes or, you know, what that looks like. Because we were all so taught like this very regimented, like if this, then that. And, and taught not to question. Exa- oh, not to question at all. Not to trust the patient at all. Like not even to get, I mean, at least at my hospital, it was like, nope, you don't even respond. Like if they're saying they eat this, you just assume that they're lying or you assume mm-hmm. they're lying about their weight. It's crazy what we were trained, or at least I was, to, to how to treat the patient when it's really like, no, they only know what their body feels like. And it's it's literally on you guys. If you're going to lie about it to me, that's on you. I don't go home and carry that home. Mm-hmm. I don't care. My health hasn't affected the fact that you're lying to me. You are making the bed that you get to sleep in with your health. So mm-hmm. anyways, okay. Well, I guess that's also, it. Also, this is very exciting. We're in the 70s for episodes. We are. Yay, yay. Guys, we've been around for a while. Been around the block. Hot minute. Okay, so we would love if you... Share this episode with a friend or just pick an episode from our list of like 70 um, that would apply to a friend. So maybe somebody is breastfeeding and struggling. Somebody is um, trying to get pregnant. We have really episodes that apply to a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. So share with a friend. One of your coworkers said they're going to start keto and you're like, alarm, alarm, alarm. (laughs) I was actually in a church group and somebody was like, I'm starting keto. And I was like... Listen to my podcast episode I released this week. It was literally the the week. Salesperson. It was the week that we literally released the episode, though. That's amazing. I was like, hey, 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 we should. uh, My dentist was working on my teeth and I was like looking up at him and I had my headphones in, but I could still hear their conversation. And he was talking to his like the dental assistant or whatever about their new diet that (gasps) him and his wife are on. And that's what I just did. uh, I, I just like don't. Oh, I told my dental hygienist and the dental assistant about our podcast. Do they want to come in our podcast? Because we still have an open call. You're right. You're right. You know, if they're listening in six months when I come back for my cleaning, (laughs) if you're listening, then you, I will, I want you on there. Yeah. I would love to talk to a dentist about oral hygiene and nutrition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My dentist is cool. Anyways. Okay. Now we're totally off topic, but we hope this episode was helpful for you. If it was, please let us know and always feel free to reach out to us. This was actually a listener request. Mm -hmm. So we did this episode because someone asked for it. So if you have a listener request, send it on over to us on our Instagram is probably the best way to find us at diet.riot.podcast, or you can email us at hello at dietriotpodcast.com. See you guys next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Um, what does Google say? Cholesterol. Google tells me that cholesterol is a type of fat found in your blood. Your liver makes cholesterol for your body. You can also get cholesterol. No. Mm-mm.
this is wrong. I'm reading the wrong website. Well, Let's start over. Stop. I Where are you getting your sources from? The internet. I'm deleting all this. Where? Cut, cut, cut. I cut, had the wrong cut, one cut, pulled cut, up. Cut, cut, cut. Cut, 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 cut. Okay. I hope you really... Cut, cut, cut. Leave it in on accident. Because uh-huh. I edit at 2.5 yeah. speed. Yep. Mm-hmm. 